How many of you guys got the text message about Sermon on the Mount? You, oh, I see one hand. <laughs> I see hands. Did anybody read any of it this week? Anybody read that? I see hands. Awesome, awesome. Because some of you probably already had things you were reading anyway. But can anybody figure out what we might have been, what we might be taught? Oh, it's already up there. Lights. Have you seen the play on lights so far? Glow sticks. We've had these wonderful black lights and all of that. And so I want to talk about the text that Jesus is in the Sermon on the Mount. He went to preach, and I loved it because it said the multitudes, the multitudes followed Jesus to listen to hear him speak. Anywhere Jesus was, they followed him. It said signs and wonders followed him, and I can't imagine going up that day on the mountain and listening to Jesus. That would be so awesome. But we know that he left. He said, I'm going to send my comforter so that you can reach more people. And he said, I'll be back for you real soon. So in Matthew chapter 5, if you'll turn with me, I still use a Bible hardback. I like to touch pages. My husband, he loves his tablet. I got to get the book out. I love it. So if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, let's read together. I hear a few pages still turning. They're still, they're still going. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. And this is what it says. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And I guess what really got me started on that was every time I get up to speak something, I've probably already been convicted of it because one day I was sitting in my rocking chair, which I love to read my Bible. I've got a place right there for my Bible. And the, and the Lord laid this on my heart. He said, you know, Rebecca, you talk about being the light of the world all the time, but do you really mean that? Do you really mean that with all your heart? Am I, is Jesus really the light of your world in every single area? And I began to think about that. So what does that look like for me as an individual? What does it look like for Jesus to be the light of my world in every single area of my life? Because it has to start with us first. Do I give him everything or do I give him part? And what about Monday through Saturday? And I have several teenagers at home and this conversation comes up a lot. We need to be living the very same every day, Monday through Saturday. That means when we might go out with our friends. That means when we are alone with someone. That means whenever we have our Facebook on or social media, we need to be consistent all the time, shining that light of Jesus all the time. But do we do that? And I began to ask myself that. And what about in our tones? Parents, sometimes the tones change at home when you get upset. Do you agree with me? How many have been convicted before about a tone? I have been. In fact, my two-year-old daughter, little Faith, the other day, I let out one of these. She said, Mommy, don't be mad at me. I'm like, she's even picked up on a big sigh. They pick up fast on our tones, and the Lord's convicted me about that. You can speak the same thing in love as you can with a little bit of angriness in your tone, and it's going to go a lot farther when you speak it with love. And that's what the Lord's been showing me lately, too. So I'm talking about every single area of our life. The Lord has really been working on me. And I began to think about this light. It says right there, Jesus said, why would you put your light under a bowl. I mean, really? So I thought, well, that's a really good question. Let me just get a light and let's put it under a bowl and see what happens. Now, I brought this flashlight from home. It's a pretty good one. I'll tell you why. We have a horse named Shaker. Shaker is a great guy. I love that horse. 
My girls have him on a feeding schedule. I haven't figured out the schedule for sure and why they do this, but they wait till about mid-morning to feed Shaker his sweet feed, so then that means he can't have it till later on, which means it's dark outside. Now, we tried to discuss this feeding uh, plan and see if they would feed him a little earlier. They wouldn't have to go out in the dark, but so far we've had um, no change. So this is the flashlight. Oh, about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night, where's the flashlight? I hear this all the time. We've learned to put it by the door now. It's solved that problem. So anyway, they go outside because Shark Shaker's a ways out in his pasture area, and they bring this flashlight all the time. But I got to thinking about that. Why would my girls grab this flashlight and do this? Would they walk out in the black pasture with that? No. Jesus is saying the same thing. That light is no good to us if we're going to put a bow on it when we get out on Monday and go to work, when we use tones that are not kind, or whenever we get on the social media. Oh, my. Social media. Teresa told me this. Teresa, I'm going to tell on you. I love you. She said, Rebecca, I know you're not on Facebook. I'm like, I know that. She's like, you should get on it sometime and really see what people say. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah, let me show you something. So be careful what you write on social media because it might show up on our desk in front. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Social media, it needs a big revival. And it needs to start right here. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Holy cow. Do you know how much good you could do by spreading the gospel instead of negativity? Whoa, I was a little bit shocked, but guess what? We can change things because we're still here. Praise the Lord. The rapture's not taking place yet. We're all here, so we can make that change today. And I would start by inviting someone to Heaven's Gate and Hell's Flames when you get on your page today, because it sounds like it's really easy to get on it. So anyway, and I have to tell you one more story about individuals, because I always tell on myself. See, that's what happens when I come up here. I tell on myself. So when God was dealing with me about letting my light shine all the time, Monday through Saturday, you've got to be consistent, everything, even your tone. We have prayer time at our house. All of us gather around in the living room, and usually it's the last thing we do. But I've realized something. Now that I'm getting older, I cannot stay awake really late at night. And I have teenagers that really can, I mean, till in the morning. And the problem is I'm falling asleep in my right recliner, and I don't like that. So I'm waiting, basically, until everybody else is tired before we pray. And the Lord really convicted me about that. And he said, you know what? That's not your best. That is not your best. And so I talked to Josh about it this morning, and I said, you know what? We need to change something at our house. I said, you know that prayer time that we're having? It's not the best time. I said, what we're going to do is we're going to shut everything down early, and we're going to pray. And then if somebody else wants to stay up later, that's all fine and dandy. But I can give God my best then and not wait until I'm so tired that I'm falling asleep during prayer time because that is not honoring God. And so there you go. I mean, I tell on myself all the time, I'm gonna change, we're going to change that this week at our house because it needs to. I want to give God my best. God gave us Jesus, his very best. We can do that too. All right, so now let's look at our lights and our homes. What does that look like? When we visit places, and I'm sure you have, when you left, you were just like happy. And you're like, I want to go back there. Have you ever been to somebody's house? I mean, you just left. It's like, man, I had the best time. I had the best fellowship. And you're like, there is just peace in that household. There is something there. What is that? More than likely, it's the love of God shining through in that household. And you know what? The Bible talks about Jesus Christ being a sweet-smelling aroma. We can have that in our homes. I want that in my home. I want unity, peace, joy. I want all of those things to be reflected in my home so when people come, they want to come back. They want to visit and fellowship. So that opens more doors for us to share the love of Jesus Christ with them, even at our homes. 
So I'm convicted about that too. Make sure and open your homes up. Sometimes I get a little bit worried because I have some dust falls sometimes. But you know what? The Lord said it shouldn't matter. If somebody has a need, welcome them in because that's more important than a little dust, I guarantee you. That's what matters. People matter. So I'm trying to get over that too. (laughs) All right. Well, in talking about homes, how many of you guys read Bible plans on your tablets or phones? How many? There was a Bible plan that Josh shared with me um, just a couple weeks ago, and it really, it just burnt in my heart deep. And it was called I Am In. Has anybody read that one? All right, if you'll pull up our screen for that one, I want to show you and explain that to you. And when I read that, my heart just, it sunk just a little bit. Because what that is, is that symbol right there is the Islamic letter N. And so when Islam and ISIS went into northern Iraq, and they began to take over, Some of the homes were marked with that symbol right there. That is our American N. And the slide is a little distorted, but if you were to see the shadow underneath that red, it's a lowercase n in our English language. But what that means is those homes that were marked with N's, it stands for Jesus of Nazareth because they knew that they were Christians and they'd taken their stand. And then Jesus really convicted me and he said, Rebecca, is your house marked with an N? Would people know that you serve Jesus of Nazareth? I want that. I want N inscribed on my heart because I serve Jesus. I want N on my home, on my children's hearts, in my, with my people that I work with. Where I go at Walmart, I want them to see Jesus. I want an N inscribed because we know the rest of that story is when their homes are marked, they, they will find, face death. I mean, at any moment, they know they could be taken from their home. And if they don't choose to pay taxes and deny Christ, they will be put to death. And it doesn't matter what age, children on up, it's their lives. But they've chosen Jesus of Nazareth. And another, another devotion in that I am in was about a little boy. And I can't help but tell a story about a child. He was nine years old, and he was going to one of those schools in those countries where Jesus, they don't serve him. But he chose, he chose to serve Jesus, and they knew it. And it said that he's nine years old, and he would go to school, and the kids would beat on him, they would make fun of him, and it said that even the religion teacher allowed it, and he himself did that too. Two years later, the boy was 11, and he got to move. He moved to a different area and a different school, and this is what he had to say. I will never go back to Islam. I serve Jesus. He said, Jesus was persecuted for me. I think I could undergo a little persecution for him. Now, that's awesome. And that came from a little kid, and I believe he meant it. I believe he meant it because he'd already been persecuted, beat, and everything. That's how strong a faith I want to grow in my heart. I think our United States makes it easy sometimes to just kind of float by, and I think that's why the Lord was convicting me because you know what? The world is pressing in hard with their beliefs, and it is not biblical. And they're pressing in hard on our children, and we have got to be faithful faithful and explain things to them, share things with them, talk to them all the time. Just little everyday experiences point to Jesus, point them to Jesus in those things because he needs to be the center and front and center of every one of our lives all the time. The last one I want to talk about is, and I love this, when Jesus becomes the very front and center of our lives, it's going to show up and there's definitely going to be evidence of that. Let me explain. In our small group, in 
kids' church, after our main lesson, we, we divide up. We have two, three, we have the first graders, the two, three kids, and then the fourth and fifth. And the fourth and fifth graders, they separate, and they have a little bit different lesson that's a little more age-appropriate for them. So the second and third graders are also divided up in boys and girls. And a lot of times, I'm with the second and third grade boys. And there's some evidence that I'd like to share with you parents, because I'm sure you wonder what exactly goes on in there sometimes. So let me tell you. And let me tell you something else. I am so proud of you parents, and I thank you for bringing your kids to church. The kids that I work with cannot drive. If you don't bring them, they won't get here. And I just want to share with you what a few of them had to say. So the first one, we're just to pull one up. It says, Bryson Phillips, I know he's here. He said, when we get to heaven, anybody that was sick or had anything wrong with them, they won't be sick anymore. You're right on, Bryson. Somebody's been talking to him about heaven. You are right. The next one I had on was, my friend gave me a gym kit for my birthday, and I found a stone just like that will be in heaven. Walker, right now, or you're right. Because we've talked about heaven, and I bet his mom and dad have too. And if you want to get in Revelation chapter 21 and 22 and talk to your kids about heaven, it's extremely explanatory about the different gates, about the measurements, that the angel even use a golden rod, that the, that the sea is crystal and pure, and there won't even need to be a sun or a moon because the light of Jesus Christ will be so bright. That's what we'll see. So talk to them about heaven. Bring in Revelation 21 and 2. Share that with them. They need to know. And they also need to know that hell's a real place too. It is not a curse word. It's a place. And it's reality. And it's mentioned in the Bible as well. So when they're age appropriate, I realize. But when they're ready, share all of that with them. Share the truth with them. Share them. They want to know. These kids are talking about it. All right. Let's see what the next one had to say. Logan Schuster. Are you here today? Is Logan Schuster here? I don't see the... Oh, they're back there. All right. Logan Schuster, I like this one. Will our thoughts be the same in heaven as they are on earth? That'll get you thinking. I explained to Logan the best way I could because I don't know everything, but I know one thing. There's going to peace, joy, no more worrying, no more stress. So I do not think the thoughts that we have here on earth will be the same as heaven. I believe we are going to be focused on praising our heavenly Father at all times of the day. And I can't wait to get there. All right, let's see the next one. Eileen Johnston, I will never forget the video we watched in BBS two years ago, how the two little girls never stopped praying for their uncle, and he finally gave his life to Christ. I had been praying for a long time that my sister would come to church, and she finally did. And let me share with you how I found this news out. In the children's church area, there's a big sound booth, just like we have back there. And she comes right up to me. And she's kind of short. Miss Rebecca, Miss Rebecca, I gotta tell you something. I said, What is it, Eileen? Guess what? My sister's coming to church. And you know that video that we watched two years ago on VBS about the girls and their uncle? She said, I never forgot that. I know I'm never gonna stop praying for my sister, and she's finally coming to church. Right on, Eileen. You got it. And I said, Eileen, I want you to know something. Sometimes it takes a while for our prayers to be answered, but don't you ever give up because God hears us. Don't ever give up. And she's getting that, and I love that. All right, what's the next one? This one right here, Emily Schuster, are you in the back too? Emily, is she six? Is that right? Okay. Emily could have just preached for me today. I really wouldn't have had to say anything else. I love this. She said, when we tell lies, the devil claps his hands. Amen, sister. You are so right, Emily. Whenever we tell lies, whenever we would steal, cheat, do things that we aren't supposed to, get on social media and go haywire, anything, throw out cuss words here and there loosely, that stuff 
the devil just claps his hands for us. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the devil clapping his hands for me. And Emily, you are so right. And I have to say in that same conversation where Emily said that, I did ask the little girls, because I was in with the first grade girls that day, and I said, have any of you ever gotten in trouble? And Ava Lewis said, yeah, I do all the time. So <laughs> I don't know about that. She's awfully good in my class. But anyway, these kids are so special and I love to hear what they say. And that is the truth because you know what? They are getting, they're getting the word and they're knowing it. And this is things that I believe that their parents are teaching them too because when they come to church, they're only here for a short, short time. But it's at home, it's that training every single day, praying with them, explaining things to them, finding God moments for them to look at and say, look, it's God. I was just reading an article just this past week and it said, when you talk with your little ones, your toddlers even, try to find God in everything. Like, look at that sky. Like last week, my girls were like, look, Faith, that looks like a candy sky up there. And what toddler doesn't like candy? She just absolutely was like, oh yeah, candy sky, mom. I'm like, that's right. I said, who made that candy sky, God? It becomes big to her. God made the candy sky. God made the kitty cats. God made the dogs. Who made, who made you, Faith? God made me. And I have to say, Miss Jan just slipped out the door and she's a toddler. And Jan teaches that little class. She only spends about 10 minutes with them because their attention spans are very short. But they pick up on stuff all the time. On a Monday morning, just about a month ago, I got up and then Faith was in the bathroom with me and she told me this. She said, David fought the lion and the bear. Of course, it wasn't quite that clear, but I got lion and bear. And I'm like, where did you hear that, Faith? I said, I've told you the story, but I've already told you about Goliath. You've heard that somewhere else. Well, I began to rummage through the diaper bag and guess what? Miss Jan had taught them that day that David had slain the lion and the bear. And she remembered the next day. I was like, oh yes, that's awesome. Praise the Lord for Miss Jan. They pick up all the time. Toddler age, she's just two and a half. So I'm thankful for Miss Jan. I saw her just now slip out. So I want you to know wherever we are, whether we're at home, whether we're at Walmart, at our workplaces, on the social media pages, wherever we are, it is so important that our lights are shining they're shining on high beam all the time that we don't have this thing to cover them up. And so it takes constant communion, communion with the Lord Jesus Christ, prayer, reading our word, and also being with one another. And I love that scripture in Hebrews that says, I'll just read it to you real quick. I'm getting ready to shut down here. I talk too much sometimes. But anyway, it says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, um, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus said, don't give up on getting together. You know why? Because we need to fellowship with each other. We need to come to church and be with one another. That is so important. We need to encourage one another in the Lord because you know what? Life is hard and we all struggle. When we can come together and encourage one another, then we're ready to go back out there. And then it says, I love that on the ending, all the more. Why? Because the day is approaching. We don't know the day of the hour, but guess what? We need to be ready. We need to be ready because there is heaven and there is hell. And we want to lead our friends and our families to Jesus Christ because we, he has given that eternal gift of life for us. It's waiting. It's waiting for all of them. If I would have my modified youth volunteers, I'm ready for you now. I've got a special treat for you because you realize this is OC Kids Sunday, so we have to have a little bit of extra fun at the end. And so I want everybody here you're going to be getting a glow stick. So when you get it, I want you to activate it. I like, it's like giving a thing an adjustment. Crack it a little bit, give it a shake. So I want everybody to get your glow stick and go ahead and adjust it and get it lit up. I'm thankful for my modified youth helpers. 
They're going to hand you a baggie. Just take one and pass it on. If there are not enough sticks in your row, we, we have plenty of, we have 500 floating around here. We will make sure you get one. There may be a row that has a few extra. Check with your rows beside. We have plenty for everyone. So we'll make sure that we get them rounded up for you. So get them and get them activated. Crack them. You got to crack on them. It's like giving them an adjustment. Okay, net modified youth, like Pastor Rob needs one. Check for these rows. The second row, raise your hand if you need a glow stick because we have plenty. The back sound booth would like to have some. We have 500 glow sticks floating around this church, so there's plenty for everyone. Just let us know where they need to go. If you don't have one, just give us a hand raise because we want you to have one. There's plenty. Carlin needs a glow stick. Did you get one, Carlin? You need a glow stick back there. That, those people back there need glow sticks. Does the balcony have enough? We've got plenty to go around. These are fun, admit it. This is fun. This is kid stuff. It makes you smile. Everybody get one, crack it around, activate the thing. Awesome. I'm seeing them activated. It is too. It's glowing from here, Miss Briley. All right. Did everybody get a glow stick? I'm looking around for you. Okay. I'm going to wait till our ushers can have a seat and everybody gets seated. Did everybody in the balcony get one? Do you have a glow stick? All right, give me a wave. Okay. Yay, I see the Rimpros up there. Hello. <laughs> I see Miss Karen. Okay. Yes, I see Sherry and JD. Yay. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I see you too. Glad you're here. Okay. Now, now that we have them activated, I want to shut the lights down, please as much as we can. Now hold up your glow sticks. How awesome is that? You know what, Orchardville Church, Jesus has called every one of us as individuals to be the light. And then Orchardville Church, he's called us as a church to be the light of Jesus to the world. You make a difference, every single one of you. You make a difference. Let your light so shine before men that they may see good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's what it's all about. You make a difference. Do not hide those lights under a bowl. Do not let Satan get a hold of you through the week and dim those things. They are so important and they make a difference. One light at a time. Jesus has sent us out to be his ambassadors for him to preach and teach the gospel everywhere we are. So I want you to know you are so important. Thank you so very much. You guys can, you guys can just have those for the day and think about the light. <laughs> think about the light. Awesome. We'll pull those back up. And if you guys would just pray with me, uh, we'll just pray together. 
Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this Sunday. We thank you for the privilege it is to come and be with the big church. We love these people so much. And Lord Jesus, we love you. And I just pray that something that's been said today would, would just stir up hearts, our hearts more, Jesus, to be more like you because we need you every day. We need you more and more now than ever, Lord. We want you to guide our steps. You said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And that's where we want. We want to be right smack dab in the middle of your plan. And Jesus, I ask right now if there's anybody here that, that just maybe doesn't feel like they're where they need to be or you're just not the center and the very front of, of their life, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that, that Jesus, you're here, Holy Spirit would just speak to them because we're all here, we're all in this together, running the same race, Lord, to be with you forever and to win souls for Christ along the way. And Lord, we just love you. We give you praise and glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. We're going to play, um, this is one of my favorite songs. I've asked her to play it. And I'm going to invite you to come and pray today. If you need Jesus, maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ. Maybe you, you feel like, oh, my light's really not been shining. I feel like I've got the bowl over there, over my light. There's some things in my life that I need to turn over to Jesus Christ so my light can shine brighter. And if you just have a need, we want you to come. This is the place to be right here at the altar. I always felt like sometimes on Sunday morning, I couldn't wait to get to church because I wanted to run to the altar to pray to God. I always felt like I, it was, he was just there all the time. So feel free to come and pray. Um, this, is, this is it. This is where we can meet Jesus face to face. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.